What a wild time to be alive. So in this episode, we're actually covering the former chief cybersecurity officer of Uber being convicted by a judge in San Francisco and possibly being sentenced for inappropriate handling and also mis misinterpretation, also trying to cover up the Uber breach. What an amazing episode. Rock and roll. Hope you guys enjoy. Welcome to First Responder Radio, where we cover cybersecurity topics, news, and relevant information. And we're live. Okay, so in this episode, we're, we're kind of dissecting what's going on with the former Chief Information Security Officer of Uber being convicted at the, at the federal level of mishandling the cyber breach of 2016. This is this is pretty wild. What this does is actually sets the precedence for many, many organizations and also many attorneys uh, basically having an escape code to anybody who's a CISO. And I myself, I've been a CISO and am a CISO right now. And this is pretty interesting because what this does is kind of makes the CISO the scapegoat. Like, hey, the company did the right thing. The attorneys litigated back and forth, and we need we need a sacrificial lamb. So we're going to go ahead and throw this this CISO at it. And what that does is actually create some sort of uh, tumultuous, if you will, some sort of bad blood, if you will, in the CSO, the the CISO in industry as well. Uh, basically, what you're saying is, or what what this precedence is saying is that at any given time, if I think this is mis mishandled, misinterpreted, I'm just going to throw my executive uh, information security officer on the board, another under the what's it called, under the bus, and then boom, uh, I'm good to go as a business and rock and roll. And this is pretty sad, right? So some of the U.S. attorneys <clears throat> um, and also the FBI came together to come down on this specific CISO and also the CSO, which I believe is the same position at this one. And they're trying to say that, you know, given the circumstance, the Uber CISO at that given time intentionally hit evidence, probably more likely digital forensics evidence, more likely incident response evidence, some sort of evidence that shows some sort of breach that happened um, and that affected about 50,000 customers' personal information. Now, this could be anywhere in, in regards to names, driver's license, um, and stuff like that. So, you know, part of a, a CISO's responsibility is to want to ensure to, to protect the firm as much as they can and also drive the narrative in a positive way, even though it's it being hacked, being, being owned, even having handle uh, privacy incidents as well, cyber privacy, non-related cyber privacy, incident management, stuff like that to handle those things in the best way for the firm. So I'm going to assume here, and I could be wrong, that the CISO at this given time of Uber in 2015 all the way to 2016 was doing the best thing that, he can, that they can. However, there are certain stipulations in which the FTC and also the FCC and also SEC want you to file these things. Now, I would imagine that the CISO, CSO of Uber at this given time communicated to their executive counsel or even internal counsel or the cyber breach or their CSERT team or whatever the case, or their cyber privacy team said, hey, look, we here's the things we need to do. Here's the things we need to report. So I find it kind of hard to believe that the CISO at this given time was acting in its own recognizance. I would imagine there's some sort of executive buy-in. 
um, some CEO, some CTO, some CIO had to know about this. And if I just kind of find it very hard to believe um, that they just kind of went on their own recognizance. However, that being said, it, it's going to be a tough pill to swallow for these guys to get a conviction, which it looks like they're more than likely get it, going to get a conviction. Um, more specifically around the civil filings, this could go up to five years in jail or up to four years in, in prison or whatever, right? So what I think is going to happen, kind of putting my legal hat on, is they'll do a 9-10 serve, right? The person will probably do maybe a year in a soft uh, soft jail, which no jail is fun to go to. Like you can go to for a civil crime, white collar crime. You know, this, this CISO is more likely to go to that type of uh, jail, if you will. And it kind of sucks. Um, the bigger thing is you have to look at the certain things of <clears throat> what this means to their job afterwards, what this means to their career afterwards, what family impact. The, the executive board members of Uber completely threw the CISO under the bus, and that's pretty sad, right? That means they, they're looking for a sacrificial lamb. They knew they were going to do this. The attorneys knew they were going to do this. Um, the AG on this one is looking for somebody just to mix up, and then also the FBI just wanted somebody to nail. Um, all bad remedies, right? All bad memories. However, that being said, um, you know, you look at this CISO and you and you wonder what are they going to do next? Because once they're done with their jail time, done, once they're done with the probation, more than likely, probably a part of the stipulation of their agreement, of their probation agreement, of their sentencing agreement is that one, they can never be a CISO again. Number one. Number two, they can never touch a computer. Uh, sometimes whenever we would prosecute people in the computer uh, waste and abuse fraud, fraud act or like cyber crimes or whatever, part of their probation, part of their sentencing was they can never touch a computer for 10 years. So you have these uh, these really great technologists, good or bad, uh, sitting on the sidelines and kind of you know ghosting and, and coaching the people who don't know anything. Um, so I, I wonder, you know, this is just my own personal um, intuition now, is I wonder how are they going, how this person's going to find a job afterwards. Um, that's what I think. But I think more importantly, I think this kind of sets a precedence that we as CISOs have a skill set. We as CISOs are, are people. We as CISOs uh, have the ability to perform certain duties in the best interest of the company. However, the company should be able to reciprocate. And I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying cover down, what I'm saying is there had to be some sort of connotation around it and known about this. So there's this mixed dichotomy with the balance that needs to be adjusted. Anyways, um, pretty fascinating use case. I hope this helps. And man, I hope this doesn't set the new precedent for uh, CISOs in the workplace. Rock and roll. Remember, always be your first responder. Thank you for listening to First Responders Radio. Remember, you are your own first responder.